0: Good morning world, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. And still there's no intro music. So the same problem that I've been having for the last number of weeks, I have no access to the server where all of my podcasts and intro and extra music are all maintained and will not have for another week. So unfortunately you're getting this podcast with just, hey, good morning, how are you? <laughs> but thank you for joining me. Listen, today I want to talk about being clear on expectations. Expectations are a tough thing. Because a lot of the times we make them up in our head. We get into situations where we assume there is a certain expectation or other people assume it from us. And a lot of the time that is not the same on both sides of the equation for the parties involved. So I'm going to tell you a little story about a very unfortunate incident that happened to me this week, yesterday in fact. And it was emotional. It involved a, a dear friend, in fact. And that is why I want to share it with you so that you can look at your life and say, are there places in my life that this is going on? Now, the other thing I want to mention too is ownership. I talk a lot about being aware and owning, you know, your own attitudes, your own thought process, growing, you know, not living in regret. These are all things that I focus on, on this, in this podcast. It is the whole purpose of this podcast. And when you can stop laying blame, and can accept where you have gone wrong or wronged someone else, or perhaps saw a situation from the wrong angle. If you are into cause mode, in other words, what caused the situation versus either blame or the end result, you're going to find long-term after some practice, because it does not come, it does not come easy and it does not come initially, I do not believe for most people. I think that that is a, a rare occurrence for someone to be able to understand this concept right out of the gate. Most of us kind of go through a few life experiences and uh, a bit of maturity before we realize that there is a difference in in in, uh, in those situations. So here's the situation as it happened. Now my bookkeeping is something that is a, a little bit more of a past. And I, it was actually something I kind of had a bit of epiphany the other day. I need to quit telling people that I'm a bookkeeper because I'm not any longer. What I need to remember to tell people is that I owned a financial company, an accounting company for 26 years, and I still do. And I do a small amount of bookkeeping. But the problem is as soon as you tell someone that you've now identified with that career and people assume that you're open for business. So I cannot tell you since I've made a decision to go in a different direction. When I keep mentioning this in front of people, I'm always having to graciously say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not taking clients or no, I don't do that. Because I'm still putting that vibe out to the world that I am, that I am an active bookkeeper. I do accounting and I don't. I simply have one or two clients left that are very dear close friends and I'm, you know, it just keeps me sharp and keeps me in the game. But any accounting and financial work I do now is set up in training. I want to teach you to be self-sufficient. That's what I prefer. One of the issues, just as a bit of a segue that I had to recognize within myself, and you may have to do the same, but for completely different reasons, because I doubt all of my listeners have fibromyalgia, but I am struggling with mental clarity and memory, and you really do need those two things when you're dealing with someone's finances. So having a lot of small clients that were very small dollar value, that were, and it doesn't matter what a client spends with you, they feel they have the right to your time. And you're the one that needs to set those boundaries. In fact, if you uh, want to hear a little bit on boundaries, go check out one of my older uh, podcasts in the past year. And I believe it's just called Boundaries. And uh, and I talk a little bit more about that. But today it's about setting expectations because I failed to set an expectation between a client slash friend in a situation. Our home is chaotic right now. To assume. My life is chaotic a little bit right now. Uh, Oh, sorry. Just to come back to that. I apologize. I just lost my train of thought for a second. So I find it very stressful having to remember a dozen different uh, people's businesses. It is just better to have one or two larger clients. You know, there's, there's a certain minimum of cash flow is something you really need to consider in your business. Do not let small ticket clients drag you pillar to post because they will, and they will waste your time and you will never earn a proper living. Okay, it's something I had to learn very young and even in my bookkeeping career. And it's funny that I allowed myself after 25 years to get back into that habit because of my limitations, I was allowing one, two hour uh, month clients to literally have far too much power over my, over my time and, and energies. And that's another little thing actually, uh, speaking of energies. Coming through the end of this situation and having to apologize, having to uh, make peace and and make it right, and then set new boundaries of going forward. I realize that I approach things the wrong way. When I tell you this story, one of the things this girlfriend kind of threw at me was, "I phone you for time, and you have to check into next week when I want to see you like tomorrow." Well, that's just not possible. My schedule is usually quite set a week in advance. But I realize she wants my time, but that's really not what I'm giving her. I'm giving her my energy. When you have, uh, in, actually in anywhere in life, but unfortunately when you have an illness, some of these things become so clear so quickly. So really what I had to learn to do in my head, and it was just like, it was like this epiphany yesterday. When someone phones me and I'm looking at my schedule, I'm not looking for time. I have all the time in the world. I work at home in my in my own home. I'm looking for spots where I can fill in, where they can take my energy. What energy do I have to give this person this week? Not the time, I have lots of time, regardless of the fact that, you know, I am strong for five or four or five hours, I need to nap every day, and I have a teenage son living at home again now because we took an exchange student on, or in the middle of a renovation where I've got contractors on site demanding my time, you know, with no schedule whatsoever. They just show up and then they're texting, please come upstairs and answer these questions. Things that I really have very little control over to to a certain extent. Uh, It's not about the time. It's about the energy. So I can actually only have two things booked in a day. They may be very highly draining items and that could be it for me for that day, despite the fact that I have five more hours after dinner or or like in the afternoon. But that time is not what's being utilized. It's the energy. So let's get back to the incident so that we're staying on focus with what's relevant. Managing expectations. So let me give you a little history on what happened here. My girlfriend and next uh, an door neighbor asked me to set up the books for her brother's estate last year. She is the executor of the estate. And it's really quite unfortunate because it's very stressful. He didn't leave things organized for her and there's uh she's just being treated terribly as far as I'm concerned. So there's a lot of, the reason I mentioned this is, there's a lot of very negative energy around this whole process, okay? But I helped her out for, for the six months or whatever it was, got her all set up on QuickBooks online. And then we got to the year end and the lawyers all got involved and accountants now got involved because these things need to be reviewed. There's, this is an estate. This is a, you know, it's all legal which was great i invited the accountants in and they went to town i was simply setting up a single bank account and where she was writing checks from recording her expenses out of a ledger she was doing it all manually to give her an idea of where things were at so she had a record but once the accountants got a hold of it and they started auditing the year they wanted a lot more detail and a lot of detail actually that from a bookkeeping standpoint is not something that's normally that you put into a journal entry there's you know name, date, description, source codes, but you don't get to write a novel in the average, you know, $299 software that you buy from Intuit or Sage, okay? That kind of stuff is done in working paper files, perhaps even caseware with notes, and that's just how these things are handled in, an, in the accounting world. So once we got everything handled and uh, I handed it off to the accountants, they, they had so many other things to put into these set of books, things that I wasn't even aware of because they had the entire estate files and they were multiple accounts and investments and vehicles and properties. And, and they, that was great. I invited them into the file. They got all that in. So by the time January, February kind of came around, Uh, It was kind of clear I wasn't really needed anymore and any more nitty gritty kind of work they wanted done. I just wasn't interested in doing that. I I was doing setup for her and getting things caught up so that someone else could carry this ball. Well, that was great. Uh, The accountants took it over and I walked away. Well, just because I'm linked into these accounts because I'm the QuickBooks Pro Advisor Online, I just happened in the late spring to, to go into the estate file to see if things, if they were making the data entries, the everyday bookkeeping entries, and not a thing had been done. The bank downloads were sitting there three months unposted. So I just, you know, text up my girlfriend and said, hey, do you know that your accountants aren't doing the bookkeeping? Like, I know you had that expectation and it is not happening. Well, as it turned out, they didn't want to be doing that. And uh, they had no interest in, in that. and Most accountants don't, if you don't realize that, by the way. So I off. She asked if I would catch it up, and I said y- uh, I didn't. I didn't want you. I'd already just gotten rid of two more bookkeeping clients that I, you know, and all these things off my plate. But she is a very dear friend, and so I said yes. I'll come and give you a hand. It's a couple of hours. It was no big deal. And she was going to be passing off the sh- executive ship to a bank or something. So this process was going on. However, that process has dragged out for months and months and months, and. She calls back again. Can you come and help with the books? Okay. I'll go back over. Now summer sort of hits. What has happened here is here is the, here is the break in the expectation. Now this is from a business standpoint, but as a friend on an emotional level, there were expectations on both sides as well. So this is my perception and this is her perspective. Okay. She lost it on me yesterday. Because I, she phones up looking for an hour of my time. I look at my, I do not want to do this work. Because an hour of time in that cesspool of negativity, it's always a bit of visiting and then we get the work done and I have to listen to, you know, I listen to all the negative stuff that's going on with the family and who's suing who and her nephews are abusing her. Like, honestly, it is vile. It is like walking into the black pit of hell when you walk into the energy surrounding this estate. So please, people, as a segue, get your freaking stuff in order. You never know when you might get hit by a bus or in this particular case, fall out of the sky in a helicopter with no will, nothing updated. I mean, it's just don't do that to the people that you're leaving behind. This is part, estate planning is just like handling your retirement or your finances or your mortgage or your job, raising your children. It is part of life and needs to be dealt with. Okay, don't make your death someone else's problem. So that's my soapbox on that today. I don't want to be doing this work and it's a lot of stress for like $60. Really, it's an hour, hour and a half of my time. But like I mentioned earlier about the energy, I look at my week and she phones and I'll say, okay, you know what? Um, So this week's already booked because my weeks are booked a week in advance. And it's like, I don't have any time this week that I know that I can have the energy to come over and help. So I'll do it next week. Not knowing that in her mind, she's just livid about that, that I can't freaking, in her words, you can't fit me in for an hour, but it's not an hour. It's always three and it's, which I can only bill for one usually, but it's three hours of my day. I'm upset. I come home and nap and I don't do another client that day. So her one hour of work, her $45, writes off a whole work day for me. And I wasn't really paying attention cognitively to what was going on here. But working with one of my um Uh, associates who's working on my website for the Living Well business. He was like, "Shelly, you've got to stop that. You don't touch clients under $500 a month because they just will, they think they have the right to just phone and text every single day with questions and things like this. And then when you send them a bill, they're like, well, you didn't come here and work. (laughs) So make sure you're not doing that in your business because that is human nature and that is what happens. People think that they give you a hundred dollars and they have a right to a thousand dollars worth of your time and they don't, but it's just a human nature thing. The problem here is she's under a lot of stress and I understand that. So when she flipped her lid at me, I recognized that a lot of this was she was saying, you're doing this, you're doing that. She was really saying me, 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 because these are her pains and her issues. But here's where I went wrong. I did not set a proper expectation and I was rude. What happened was I went over and did the work or started the work, her bank link was broken down. My contractors are on the phone to me. I said, I'll walk over and answer your questions. Well, when I got here, contractors, I wasn't expecting to be on site. were all here and all needed an answer. So I spent a good hour, hour and a half dealing with all these contractors and my, then my son phones from South Africa. Ah, there's where the rudeness comes into it. I had no right to sit and chat with him for half an hour. I didn't. My girlfriend was kind of expecting me to come back. Now here's, here's where lack of communication comes into it. I walk over thinking this is pretty casual. She's just upstairs working on paperwork for the estate because it's all being dragged through court. I assume that her day's wide open, so it really doesn't matter if I'm coming and going, but it mattered to her. She also had someone else coming in after me to help her with some paperwork that I didn't know about. She didn't mention it to me. So someone else is now being inconvenienced by me running off dealing with contractors and talking with my son. I immediately text her when I realized this contractor thing was gonna not be five minutes, saying, I'll be back as soon as I can. But I did get into this conversation with my son and he's been trying to reach me for four days, but he keeps phoning as I'm walking out the door in the morning, taking kids to school and and blah, 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 because we're on completely different sides of the world. I walked back into the house and she lost it. I am rude. I don't, I treat her like a doormat. I don't respect her time. I'm a client. You need to turn your phone off. You can't freaking turn your phone off for an hour and a half. What kind of business person are you? She just spewed it all. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. She was right. I was rude. But here's where the expectation and the setting those expectations. I had to let her know that no, she was not a priority in any way, shape or form. And she was devastated by that. She was so hurt and so devastated. And I had to step back, you know, make sure that I was fully owning my rudeness on the phone call and whatever. But to let her know at the same token that she is not a client at this point. An hour every two months of billable work is not client work. That is a friend doing another friend a favor. I said, you call, I phoned you, let you know something was wrong with your books, said I would come and help. But to me, that's just something I'm doing off the side of my desk. There's no priority here for this type of work. You're not in my schedule and I'm not blocking off a morning to to do an hour's work. I'm just not. And I realized how, how how wrong we were in our communication. We were just so on the opposite sides of the table here. Whose fault is that? I truly believe that is 100% my fault. She was a client. And I said to her, she said, I used, I've paid you. I said in the past, I was your client, but I stopped being you stopped being my client back, back in January when the accountants took over. I'm only back in the picture as a favor as a friend because your accountants were just too freaking lazy to do your bookkeeping. So have a conversation with them. But, you know, this is just kind of the situation. But in no place did I make it clear to her that my assumption in our relationship had changed. That now this is just a huge inconvenience for me. She was not made clear by me that everything about this this estate work, I loathe. I loathe the stories I have to listen to when I go over there. I loathe the way she's being treated. I loathe the black energy that sticks all over me when I leave, the exhaustion I feel every time I walk out of that house after even dipping my fingers into that mess. I absolutely hate it. And I had no business being there. I should have just simply said, I can't help you. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to find someone else now. i had already not worked on this stuff for three months, but I didn't. I didn't set boundaries, which I've talked to many times before. I didn't say no, and I wasn't clear on the expectation. So how do you handle situations like this? Well, I am quite a bit of, I'm quite emotional. And it's something I've really had to learn to manage. And that's really just through practice and trial and error, guys, because In order to create a new habit, you have got to keep doing it over and over again, consciously changing how you react to situations. So my first reaction may have been telling my friend I'm never coming back because I'm certainly not in this lifetime. Am I ever putting up with someone flipping on me like that again and ruining my... Because I came home, was in tears, slept for two hours, was so emotionally upset and that just, my central nervous system cannot handle that with my illness. And really by the time I got up and was mobile again by five o'clock, there was, I had a child, you know, husband and a, and a, a student to feed. And it was the evening and I certainly wasn't going back to my office to work then. My, my, my mindset wasn't there. The day was done for me. It had just been too much of everything that day. So do you see an entire work day was set, was just completely obliterated. A client that needed to get done yesterday didn't get done who's been waiting for me because of this one hour favor I did someone. Now, what do you do? You wait 24 hours. So I had already owned up to the rudeness, apologized, assured her that was not my intention, that she is my friend. I tried to be as clear as I could that no, this wasn't a priority, but I owned my rudeness and I apologized and she accepted it and we moved on. However, expectations are still not laid out. So this morning I got up and I recorded a voice message because I couldn't, she wasn't there because I am terrible in the written word and I've caused more distress in situations, both work and private with the written word than anybody I probably know. I do not come across how I intend at all. So I love technology now. I can leave her, you know, a full voice note. And I even said, I'm leaving the voice note so you can hear my voice. There's no misinterpretation of my tone. I want you to know that I love you and I care about you, but I need you to understand going forward forward now regardless of my rudeness and and me not meeting your expectations yesterday that going forward these are the parameters this is not work this is a favor yes you pay me but it's a minuscule amount you do not I will not ever give you daytime again you none of this black energy I walk into will is allowed back in my life again I will help you in the afternoons or evenings as a friend. every month or two, just to catch you up, preferably every second month. This is, we're talking people, 17 entries and a bank reconciliation. Okay. This is not a lot of work. What really takes time is the visiting, the listening to all the negativity and the hunting down the paperwork when she thinks she's organized and she's really not as organized (laughs) as she thinks she is. That kind of drives me nuts. So these types of things you need to make sure that when you make promises, that you are very clear on the personalities you're dealing with. Now, I have let two clients go in the last four months. My girlfriend is unaware of that because she's been going through her own stuff and hasn't had any time for me as a friend. Where she was very upset that I didn't have time for her as a bookkeeper. I've been actually a little upset because she has had no time for me as a friend. She has no clue what's going on in my life right now. With my illness, with my work, with our house. But she was going through her own things. And that is that is fine. You have to support that in your friends because we all go through seasons but when all of that just sort of hits a head for someone when they're in a very highly emotional state, you no one has the right to spew. They just don't. I didn't have the right to knee jerk and tell her off the day before. There was still professionalism that needed to be to be dealt with here. But the expectation now the next day in the calm of light of day needed to be set. And I've set that now. And it is now in her court to decide whether she wants to find someone else wants to just tough this out with a bit of my help until she has removed herself as executor, which hopefully will be sooner than later, which I I thought this would be done already. So do you see where I'm, I'm almost in my own talking to you, justifying some of my behavior. That is human nature. We all do it. The trick is to be aware and still step back and own the responsibility of the action. To me, that whole situation is a pain in the arse (laughs) to her. I am completely unprofessional and I'm not meeting my promises. See, two people in exactly the same situation interacting and they have a completely different view of the situation. So ask yourself where you could be doing, this is going on in your life. Are you feeling... Abused, or are you feeling that someone's abusing uh, that you're abusing someone else, or maybe you're not even aware of it? Normally, we would never be aware of it, but could you see where that could be happening in your life? Where you could be, and I don't you, abuse isn't really the right word, taken advantage of perhaps is a little bit better of a terminology, or just taking for granted. Uh, I was really feeling my own self a little bit like her, I was feeling like I wasn't being appreciated a little bit for the. The inconvenience she was causing my life right now when I have a completely different focus in my life and the energy that she was taking from it. Okay. She was feeling exactly the same way on the other side of the scale. I'm not going to beat this to death. I would really like you to spend some time in meditation, maybe over the next few days, and if there are areas in your life that are giving you bitterness, Are creating discord and you're feeling taken advantage of or angry in certain situations before you continue in victim mode or even get down the road of victim mode or you flip a lid on somebody stand back and ask yourself do I have expectations of this situation that could be being misconstrued on the other side of the relationship or am I making assumptions? Oh, we're so brilliantly, such brilliant idiots about making assumptions. It's just such a human nature thing to do. We assume, and as the old English term goes, when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. So I learned that in school. Uh, I would I would keep that in mind if I were you. Because it is really, really tough. No two people look at the same situation the same way. We are all looking through life through our own filter through our own framework and that it's never going to be identical to anybody else's. So clear, concise communication, setting out expectations and putting emotions aside is so very, very important in so many areas of our life, especially in this case with business and especially business with friends. If anything, that's where it can go sideways so quickly because there's such a emotional bond already there of, people that you know well that you know you expect to do more for them and they expect it from you and vice versa because there's there's an emotional bond there already and an understanding and sort of a line that you're willing to cross because there's a lot of familiarity that's the word I'm looking for already so it's, it's it can be it can be a very very dicey situation <laughs> okay it's like doing business with family it's just can that you better be again very clear on who's expecting what what the ground rules are and what the expectations are for uh, for both sides, okay? I think that's really all I have to say on that subject today. I hope I've given you something to think about. It was a very unfortunate day. It was a very unfortunate lesson to learn once again. Um, It's always interesting to me to step back as a coach and and look at life and say, wow, still keep walking into that mud puddle (laughs) when you think you've learned that lesson situations keep arising that will keep bringing a behavior back over and over again I'm a bit of a pleaser so I have a tough time saying no especially to friends and uh, sometimes not as often as, as it used to be but there are times when yes the laying out clear expectations without hurting someone's feelings is a little uncomfortable for most people and it certainly is for me Okay, have a great day everyone, there'll be no extra extra music today because again that file is missing. But please, catch me on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, please subscribe and you won't miss an episode. You can also catch uh, the new YouTube channel, Living Well with Shell, a lot of that is product demonstrations so just FYI it's not quite aligned with the podcast but uh, but they are still interconnected for, for certain things and, and some people find it interesting. And there is a Facebook page and group. So have a great day and I will catch you on the flip side.